and a light on our path. Enable your servant to faithfully and boldly proclaim your word to us for our edification. Enlighten our minds, open our hearts, so that we may understand and embrace your message. Bless us in speaking and listening. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Beloved congregation of our Lord Jesus Christ, Psalm 139 speaks of the Lord intimately knowing us, his children. The Lord knows us from head to toe, inside out. Nothing is hidden from him. He is interested in everything that I am and do. But why does our mighty covenant God pay attention to everything that happens in my little life? The reason is found in the fact that he created me and I am his. Notice the first word of the text. For, for you filmed me. From the very start, God is involved with the development of my life as a child in my mother's body. God is involved, not just as one who observes everything and thus knows everything. No, he's involved as the creator who forms everything. From beginning to end, I am his handiwork. And would God not be interested in his own handiwork Let's have a closer look at this when I preach to you God's word under the theme Wonderful are your works, O Lord. Wonderful are your works, O Lord. Firstly, in creating me and secondly, in foreordaining my life. So in creating me and in foreordaining my life. We read, for you formed my inward parts. You wove me in my mother's womb. Emphasis falls on the pronoun you. You formed me. You wove me. The Lord, my covenant God, is my creator. He brought something about that did not yet exist. He formed new life in my mother's womb. He made me. And therefore, beloved, it's not right when people talk about parents making children. In the Western world, it's become customary to say that parents indeed make their children. In a children's book, the question is asked, who made me? 
and the child can read the answer, my dad and my mum made me. Well, just think about that for a moment. Did our dads and mums make us as we are? Did we, as dads and mums, make our children? Are we truly so smart that we can mould and shape our children into the wonderful and beautiful human beings that they are? True, God does involve us parents in that process. And without our our involvement, children would normally not be born. Yet our involvement doesn't require huge creative skills or creative powers. Our involvement is normally very natural and simple. Let's not claim for ourselves the glory that is God's. Every child, every human being is a product of God's creative skill and power. God is not just a creator of all things, but he's also my personal creator. I'm here not by chance, but because God placed me here. And from the start... I'm completely in his care. Before I was born, God created my inward parts. Literally, David mentions his kidneys here. At the time, the kidneys were seen as the seat of your emotions and your will. Here you experience your pains and pleasures. That's a part of myself that people can't see and often can't comprehend. My inner feelings may be hidden from others, but my creator can gauge my deepest feelings and motives, for he is the one who formed my inner being. David continues, You wove me in my mother's wounds. God wove all parts of my body together. The psalmist elaborates on this in the verses 15 and 16. We receive a simple and yet beautiful description of the development of life before our birth. David says, My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the depths of the earth. A great artist will often work alone in his studio and keep his artwork to himself until it's done. In a similar way, the Lord, so to speak, secretly works in the womb. It's true that modern technology can reveal something of that secret ultrasound images of the unborn child can be made. 
But usually the development of the child in the womb is something that happens outside our observation. Yet it's not hidden from God. In secret, God makes a most wonderful masterpiece. My frame was not hidden from you. The frame refers to the bones and muscle system. This is where the body begins to be formed. Without the bones, sinews and muscles, we would just be balls of gelatine. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought or woven in the depths of the earth, artfully woven together like a beautiful embroidery. God has intertwined things with great skill. He joined the different parts of the body together, the veins, the tendons, the muscles, the nerves, the lungs, the heart, the liver, the kidneys, the stomach, the intestines, etc., to form a beautiful unity. What a wonderful masterpiece. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. Here the embryo is pictured, still in a rolled-up state. People sometimes ask the question, when does life begin? When does the embryo become a human being? God's answer makes it clear that the question is really inappropriate. The inspired author says, you wove me together in my mother's womb. From the start, it was me who you were busy with. Your eyes saw me, not just an impersonal bunch of cells, There is continuity of identity between the unborn child and the adult David who is praising God in this psalm. Beloved, what did David at the time know about the anatomy of the human body? Yet he's already full of praise and wonder. He cannot look at the human body without being amazed at its wonderful and skillful composition. I will give thanks to you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, O Lord. Here you must realise, brothers and sisters, that this is not just any work of God that we're talking about. For example, a plant or a bird, which can be wonderful on their own. Now here we're talking about a human being, the highest of all God's creation, the crown of God's creation. And what is being formed in the womb was originally created in the image 
of God. It has the potential to be renewed back into the image of God. This is what gives the language of fearfully and wonderfully made its full force. Beloved, if David is already full of praise, how much more should we today be full of praise to God for the wonder of new life? After all, since David's time, science has developed gravely. We're now able to know much more about the biological process that takes place with DNA and cell growth and so on. The more you as a Christian know about it, the more reason you have to praise your God. Scripture teaches us that God is involved in this. Not just setting up the laws of nature and letting nature have its course. God is actually mysteriously involved in making an unborn child. What an insult to an artist or to a craftsman if you ignore his masterpiece. How much more do I offend God when I ignore his wonderful creation? Wonderful are your works, O Lord. Allow me for a moment to reflect on the development of a child from conception to birth. Yes, even the conception is in itself already a miraculous phenomenon. Two cells loaded with several tens of thousands of genes merge into one cell. That new cell really has all the hereditary properties of both the father and the mother. And thus carries loads of information for the future development of the child. This makes that cell unique. Just as the adult who will develop from it is unique, no two persons are alike. If you look at the cell through a strong microscope, you see that the cell is immediately full of action even though it is smaller smaller than a pinhead. Within 30 hours, the division of the cell into two daughter cells begins. At the end of the first week, it has developed into a ball of over 100 cells. During the second week, those cells attach themselves to the lining of the womb. The placenta is formed. This allows the embryo to live inside the mother. The unformed bunch of cells begins to take shape immediately. After about five weeks, the embryo begins to resemble a human. After two months, the embryo, now called the fetus, can move its head, mouth, arms and legs. During the fifth month, the mother can feel the child move inside her. After six months, most of its organs function. 
Yes, there's much more we could mention. Everything develops so beautifully until the child is ready to be born. And the birth is also a huge change in the life of the newborn. But how wonderfully God has also provided here. Within 10 seconds after birth, breathing begins. The lungs come into action. The heart adapts to the new situation, as do the other organs. When you look at a newborn child, wouldn't you praise God for such a wonderful creation? Look at the hands. For example, the fingers with such tiny nails. See how the hands open and close. Watch the baby open her eyes. Turn his head when he hears a familiar sound of dad or mum. Just look at the ears. How beautifully they're designed like a shell. Perfectly designed to capture the sound waves so that the brain can translate them into sounds. It didn't just accidentally happen that way. The Lord designed it so. The newborn is a complete human being, except that he is still very small, with a complex nervous system and blood system with muscles and bones wonderfully put in place by the Lord. It's precisely at the birth of a child that one sees sees how foolish the theory of evolution actually is. Can a body so beautifully made come about and develop by chance? Only a wise artist, creator, can make such a human creature. I praise you, Lord, for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. A newborn baby is truly a miracle. God's wonderful creation. Would I not praise him as my creator? But beloved, how many people still do that? Humanism has made people blunt, insensitive, blind. Many people no longer see God's wonderful deeds or they do not want to see it. Otherwise they would not have the courage to allow abortion. Many people no longer notice God. Materialism and selfishness has deprived many of the joy of childbirth. Children hardly fit in such a world where only I'm important. My joy and pleasures, satisfaction. The availability of contraceptives 
can also give many people the impression that they are in control themselves. That they do not need a creator. They themselves will make children if and when they want to. What arrogance. Beloved, it must have struck you that our text emphasises God's work in the origin and development of the unborn child. God's work is so strongly emphasised that David gives no indication of the role of parents. He is so overwhelmed by God's activity, God's creative work. Of course, this does not exclude parental involvement. Parents receive from God their own responsibility with regard to conceiving and bearing and caring for children. And since God created us as responsible beings in his image, what he expects from us in this regard is responsible parenthood. But whatever the couple may do, they're completely dependent on God. In the end, God is the one who still opens or closes the womb today. Who gives fertility or not. Who allows a child to grow or not. One might think that he has it in his own hands. But without God's work and blessing, no person will be able to have a child. It remains God who forms children. A child is a gift from him, his creation, his masterpiece. And therefore let us protect and defend the lives of the unborn children. And let us support those who expect a child so that they too may cherish that unborn child, even though they may see many obstacles on the way forward. Whether we are ready for the child or not, once the child is conceived, it is one of God's treasures, which we too must cherish. Parents' concerns can be very real. Let's not underestimate. It's not true that every couple is immediately ready to receive the child they expect. But those problems are there to be solved in a Christian way with the support of the Christian community. Even though the situation of my life is not always wonderful, there's still so much brokenness. God's works remain wonderful. I praise you, Lord, for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are indeed your works. Beloved, God not only made life wonderful, he also foreordained my life.
we hear David say, Your eyes have seen my unformed substance. In your book were all written the days that were ordained for me, when as yet there was not one of them. From the very beginning, before my mother realised she was pregnant, the Lord knew me. Then already, God had a keen interest in me. His fingers formed me in love. His eyes followed my development and watched over me. It was already written in his book that I would be a boy or a girl before any medical examination could determine it. Everything was already determined by my God. The different phases of development I had to go through. God does not work arbitrarily. He doesn't leave it to chance. No, God has already drawn the sketch of my life beforehand. Like a good architect or builder. God draws up his plans in advance. He follows his design for me. In this light, we can say that what happens to us and to our children, even our unborn children, is no accident. God determines our paths. God has a plan and therefore there are no surprises for him. He knows what the future will bring for he himself determines our future. He's also determined how long we or our children will live and under what circumstances. The very days of our lives have been written in his book even before those days existed. Our days are in his hands. He fulfills his purposes. Beloved here, it's good to remember that God fulfills these plans in the context of a fallen and broken world. We are not living in paradise anymore or in perfection. Because of sin, the creation has become subjected to futility. Romans 8, verse 18 and following. Sin, suffering and death are now part of this earthly existence. Yes, God in his goodness still forms unborn children fearfully and wonderfully. But not one child is perfect. We all have our weaknesses and defects. Yes, God forms the unborn child. But some are born with serious disabilities. And some pregnancies end tragically with miscarriage. 
This is part of the brokenness of this present age as a result of our fall in sin in paradise. Yet, beloved, our Creator doesn't leave it at that. He continued with us after that fall into sin. And he came to us as our Redeemer. His plan is to fully restore our bodies, to be like the glorious body of his Son. That's why he sent his Son into this world. Whoever believes in him may look forward to the full restoration and glorification of this, our broken lives. At Christ's return. Then we will be not just fearfully and wonderfully made, but also perfectly made without sin without defect without disability then God will wipe away every tear from our eyes and death shall be no more neither shall there be mourning nor crying nor pain for the former things have passed away Revelation 21 Beloved if God so wonderfully cared for us before our birth will he not continue to care for us and our loved ones will he who created us so wonderfully not continue his work on us until he has completed his plan for us. What a great comfort and encouragement when we need to raise our children in this day and age. In what world will our children, do our children grow up? Will we be able to adequately prepare them for this so-called post-Christian era? But now we know God wrote everything in his book. Every development, the details of our lives. We may entrust our children to him. He will take care. To prayerfully go about our task as parents makes the burden so much lighter. We do not have to make our children. And we do not have to make their future. It's the Lord, our faithful covenant God, who wants to do that. All we need to do is to humbly and faithfully follow him. Serve him. 
with the opportunities and talents he has given us. Our lives and the lives of our children are in his hands. He is in control. Thankfully so. What a peace that can give. With the psalmist we can conclude. How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God. How vast is the sum of them. If I should count them, they would outnumber the sand. When I awake, I'm still with you. Whatever situation I wake up to, God is still there with me. Whatever challenges I face in a new day, the Lord God is with me. In the light of the New Testament, we can take these words even further. When I wake up from death, I am in the very presence of God. Unlike the wicked who are slain by God, verse 19, he who believes in the risen Lord has a different destiny altogether. No wonder the New Testament repeatedly refers to the death of believers as sleep. You close your eyes one moment and awaken in the presence of your Creator and Redeemer the next. The God who made me also saved me and grants eternal life. How precious to me is the Lord's attention. His loving care. His forgiveness. His renewal. His innumerable thoughts concerning me, my welfare and my future. His thoughts are from eternity to eternity. They never leave me. They're always there to guide me and support me. Wonderful are your works, O God. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let us pray. Father in heaven, with the psalmist we praise you for the wonderful way in which you made us and cared for us to this day. Wonderful are your works, O Lord. When we look at our newborn babies, we stand amazed at your handiwork. We are grant that more and more people may realise and reject the folly of the evolution theory. The facts all point to you, our creator. But modern man and most scientists refuse to accept it. 
instead suppressing the truths that do not fit within their theory and accepting the lie. Father, bless the work of faithful Christian scientists. May they receive greater access to universities and students. Father, you have made our human bodies perfectly in paradise. It grieves us that through our fall into sin we have brought death and destruction upon ourselves. Thus, there is so much brokenness we face. Some struggle with infertility. Others experience miscarriages or give birth to stillborn children or lose their children at a very young age. Others receive children who are not healthy or have suffered certain disabilities or challenges. Father, will you comfort those who struggle in these areas? Will you guide and strengthen them in their specific journey with you? Thank you, Father, that we know that our lives and the lives of our loved ones, also our unborn children, are in your hands and that everything, also our days, are written in your book. Father, you have your plans and purposes, and you will one day change our broken, imperfect bodies to be like Christ's glorified body. Father, we pray, bless the pro-life organisations. Bless all the activities of those who oppose abortion practices and who seek to prevent pregnancies, seek to help pregnant mothers who struggle with their pregnancy. Father, may our society again learn to treasure life as you give it and to give honour and glory to you, our great creator and redeemer. Hear us in Christ's name. Amen.